1: What's going on? I'm talking with uh, Manuel from Zealand Arter today, uh, and it, it's awesome to shout to with you. Uh, but first off, I got to ask, where are you right now? I'm in Basel, Switzerland right now. OK, and, uh, and, and and that's where you live. That is where
2: I reside and all my band also lives here. So it's just practical here. That's yeah.
1: awesome, man. So so have you um, I, I probably should have should know this, but I'm just going to go out and ask um, have you been uh, been playing a lot since the world has kind of been opening up or are you guys uh, getting ready for tour?
2: Well, we are getting ready, but we, ha- we were extremely lucky in uh, November and December of last year. We were opening for Opeth and Mastodon like all over the U.S.
1: Sadly, we did skip Seattle, so yeah, looking to rectify that right on, man. Well, um, so you guys have a new album out it's uh self-titled incredible record uh and and if you're listening to this and you haven't heard zealand order i would say you got to check this out it's something you've never heard before it's a mix between like blues and 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 uh rock and metal and some industrial kind of sounding stuff it's it's really really great stuff so um because of the downtime did you guys just go heavy on on writing and and recording
2: You know, that's what I kind of always do when I'm at home. It's like my favorite thing to do. So it felt like, you know, everyone was at home writing. And it also felt like they're, you know, doing my thing. They're taking my baby away. So, (laughs) but yeah, basically all I did was sit sit in a dark room. No, it wasn't dark, but uh, yeah, just spent my days writing. It was good.
1: So, um, you know, are you... Are you someone who who when you're recording and stuff, do you like to listen or writing? Do you like to listen to other music? Or are you kind of tunnel vision? You just want to stick to what you're doing.
2: I mean, you can't really, you know, um, you know, not listen to music, even if if I were to say I don't want to listen to every anything, I just want to do my thing. And then you go to the supermarket and like Carly Ray Jepsen playing. Suddenly, you like <laughs> you know, you've tarnished your perfect little ear. So I just I just enjoy music generally, and I just go, whatever happens, happens. Yeah.
1: So over the last couple of years, you know, it's it's been like a difficult uh, time for most people, you know, and and um, but music for me at least was something that you know on a crappy day, uh, maybe I didn't get any work, um, or uh, you know something terrible was happening in the world. You could listen to an album. It can bring you back to a good place. What's an album that you can put on that can bring you back to a good place, whether it's a, a heavy album, a, a an old school album, a, a jazz record, just something that you can put on that'll put you in a good spot. I mean, I can just hear the first note of peace
2: of mind from Iron Maiden. And then immediately that 14 year old kid again, That's awesome. it's funny how, you know, it has a time traveling aspect to it mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it that's definitely one of my happy place
1: records yeah that's awesome man right on well uh so that's the old school metal in in zealand ardor but i i i am curious about so like i kind of mentioned there's there's so many different kinds of sounds on this album and also i mean throughout your the career of the band um i'm curious about what the initial inspiration for the band was like what did you, did you want to just like totally blend things that had never been blended before well, I mean, it started kind of as
2: a gag or like a dare. Okay. I would, I would go really? on, yeah, I would go on 4chan. This was what, when I was, you know, doing like a pop project, I got kind of bored with it, and I, I, I would go on 4chan and ask the, the great people there to name two musical genres. One white guy would go jazz, and the other guy would go, I don't know, um, hardcore techno, and I'd like try to make a song of it in half an hour or so. And one day someone goes N-word music because, you know, we're still on 4chan. And another guy goes black metal. And instead of saying, no, oh, you know, being offended, I think the bigger f- you would have been to uh, make an actual decent song. And that's how my first uh, song happened. And I figured this is kind of there might be something more to this bone, some more
1: meat. And uh, now I get to talk to you. So <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> that's wild, dude. That, that... Who would have thought that something positive came out of 4chan? Whoa! Know, right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's amazing. Okay, awesome, man. So you got do, do the users of 4chan are they well aware of this?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I okay. mean, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's not the the big board. It's like the music board. Okay, it's just okay. really intense music elitists on there. It's funny. Okay, yeah. nice.
1: <laughs> I, d- would you ever say in your life? that you were a music elitist i know when i was like right getting really into punk rock i was like such a like gatekeeping little piece of shit. did you would you ever call yourself a gatekeeper throughout your your life
2: i mean i used to be but you know you to the realization that if if you you know people who don't have taste in music generally have a better day because they just oh yeah your music like whatever this is great so i kind of regressed to that like if you know it might not be my style but i mean there's often there is some merit to the piece of
1: music I'm listening Mm -hmm. to, even if I didn't choose it myself. So just love music in general. Absolutely, man. And, and, and I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I kind of came into working at like a big rock radio station, a little bit more like looking down on some bands, you know, and then you Mm -hmm. realize the joy that those bands bring those people and you just go, dude, whatever, man. Like I, I would rather hang out with like, um, like drunk bros, like watching like some, like, <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> big band than like some elitist hipsters that are just like, n- and not having a good time watching their favorite band. It's like, exactly. Anyways. exactly. You, uh, so what got you into music, man, as a kid? Like what did you come from a musical family? Yeah. My mom
2: uh, is a jazz singer and my dad, um, he's an, a percussionist and like a guitar player for a salsa band. That's actually the only music I cannot stand, salsa music. Oh, There's no no <laughs> such thing as like subtle salsa playing in the background. It's always, <laughs> there's no way around it. Screw your music, oh. dad. Your music. I, I gave it a fair shake. Uh, like every time we hang out, I was like, yo, you should listen to this. And it's just, it, it's that time travel thing again. Yeah. I, I feel immediately like transposed back when I was like 13 or 15. Like, no, dad, it's, <clears throat> you know, and uh, you regress <laughs> to that teenager
1: again. I
2: guess it's more how it makes me feel in the music itself. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're hearing all these different sounds and I'm sure your parents have a crazy record collection, you know, growing up, what, what was your first music? Cause that's their music. You know, what was your first thing that you like grabbed onto and and it was yours? Um, there was a lot of
2: squats in my hometown. So it was mm. definitely punk and grandcore. and yeah. they hated it, which was like Anarchist punk squats. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a cool scene here. And, uh, Yeah, that got got me into um especially like German grandcore and German punk, because that's a huge thing over here. And then uh metal, and then eventually black metal. By the way, that was my elitist phase. Like it's no black metal, it's totally bad. I was such a insufferable prick. Yeah, but
1: now I'm here. (laughs) Okay, so you you're I want to hear about your uh your your black metal elitist phase. What's true black metal? from manuel what what's what's in your opinion what is true black metal
2: you know it kind of reshaped that thought i mean it used to be like dark funeral and the the bands we're not allowed to say anymore but now sure. um you know black metal used to be this totally free totally radical thing like you can do whatever the f- you want and now yeah. all of a sudden there's like this this 1000 page thick rule book that everyone has to adhere to and it it just seems kind of counter productive to the actual you know mission statement so yeah i guess right now what liturgy are doing would Mm. be true black metal to me
1: shout out bro (laughs) yeah i actually saw uh i didn't get much sleep because i saw Borknagar and rotting christ last night so oh nice there you go uh (laughs) awesome man so when you're writing you know because okay well first off let's go back to um, I, I, I didn't let, so, so you got really into black metal, You got really into punk you. And then, you know, um, were you in a bunch of different, um, like of those style bands growing up in two of them? Yeah. Okay. They sounded absolutely horrible, but can we look I them up it. or are they out of off the like, internet?
2: Luckily it was like at the cusp, like, uh, we were too cool for MySpace, So oh, So, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Too cult for MySpace. There. Nice. Okay. <laughs> That's actually a good like uh phrase there. there you go. Too cult for MySpace. I like it. Um <laughs> so you're writing music um during the pandemic and uh you know, r- getting this record ready. Um uh, it is nothing off limits for you, like it just because because you know, the 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 genre blending, you know, between that you said originally started with 4chan. Is it it just seems like uh you have such like you've really pushed the limits of music that, uh, I never thought would go together, but it just does is is nothing off limits for you. Well, nothing initially, um, initially, but you know, I do try,
2: I, I throw a lot of spaghetti to the wall and see what sticks. And yeah. a lot of it doesn't like granted there, there has been some experimentation that is absolutely horrid. Um, so I guess it's like the remaining 10% that you, you, you guys get to listen to, but, um,
1: I, I gave everything a fair shake. For better for worse okay nice man mm-hmm. so when you release an album do you pay attention to the critics and do you pay attention to the reviews and stuff is it hard to 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 keep that away or do you do you just pay attention to it and and uh you know how how does that play into you know your psyche or even just going back into you know writing some more
2: um, I mean, it's it's the same thing, like with not listening to music while you're writing. i it's hard to like circumvent and grant it. I did look up some reviews, and sure. uh, it it's funny how you remember the negative stuff and you don't really uh, remember the positive stuff. That's just how the brain works. yep. but um, while writing, I just want to make music that I like because in my personal, experience as soon as I try to please someone or like, you know, calculatingly go well, they probably would like this element that never really people don't like that. They can right. immediately smell bullshit. And uh, that in a way, it's frustrating because I can't, you know, custom cater a song. But in another way, it's quite liberating because it, it's just I get to be honest. And that's nice.
1: You speak from your heart and make your music and then that tends to people can tell. That's awesome. I guess, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. awesome, man. Well, uh, just just curious, um, you know. So we, I do the radio show and can play whatever I want. If you were to do a radio show, regardless of genre, you know, just what are like four or five bands that you would make sure have to go on to your radio hour? Um, I'm pretty sure Bjork would be on there. Tom Waits
2: would get a fair spin. Uh, and Will Putney's band. Yes. are Incredible. Um, Definitely one or two of those. Some Knocked Loose, Liturgy. I could go on. Um, Just, oh, and the guy called Igloo Ghost. He makes a really nice, complex um, electronic music that sounds like nothing I've ever heard before.
1: Absolutely lovely. (laughs) I want to listen to your radio show, man. That that sounds like some genre-bending radio hour. I like it. Sounds like Whiplash. Right? Yeah. So, so growing up where you grew up and getting into all these different sounds and underground stuff, um you know, metal T-shirts are a big part of the metalhead world. You know, as much as we like, you know, rage against consumerism, we all have like closets full like, Metallica shirts and everything. So, what was your yeah. first band T-shirt? um I think it must have been
2: a grindcore band. I think it was Japanische Kampfhörspiele, which is something. You- you can't even pronounce when you're not from Germany. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, I got late. I I got into them late, so it was Gojira. Yeah. Um, of course, I had a maiden shirt because you have to. Um, yeah. And Necrophagist, Phagist. I don't have to, know how to pronounce it.
1: Yeah. That band, dude. I saw them one time, and it'll probably never. I'll probably never see them again. This is- two albums and gone forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see a Dillinger show. I missed that because they never really toured when I was here. And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously it's not going to be as athletic as it used to be, but uh, I'd still still kill to see that.
1: (laughs) They did some crazy. And there was a time where they were doing fire breathing and they they toured with, uh, saw that tour that was, they were gnarly. So. Good times, man. So aside from uh, during during the pandemic, aside from, you know, writing and recording music, how did you personally stay sane, dude? Because uh, or did you not stay sane?
2: That's just the thing. Like, for me, it wasn't such a big change. Like, I, normally I do stay at home and I okay. do, you know, stuff alone. I mean, I did drink more, granted, but
1: I beyond that. I mean, that... you are at the bar in your yeah. background. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, it was, I mean, yeah, I think I'm just kind of used to this, this hermit life and uh, I do enjoy it. Okay. Mm, I did read a little more and drink more. That's, that's the two big ones.
1: (laughs) So a lot of bands have the, you know, um, the like uh, Deftones beer, Megadeth beer, stuff like that. If there was a Zealand Arter drink, what would it be? Would it be a beer? Would it be a whiskey? Would it be a, a tequila? Um, I'd like to have like a white wine or a red
2: wine. I mean, I, that does come off as pretentious or, you know, like the one of those Belgian sour
1: beers. Okay. Just to, just to stick out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, the band that, that blends blues and, and metal has to stick out somehow. So you will be the one band that has the Belgian sour.
2: Yeah. Or like the one band with that horrible, you, either you love it or hate it kind of drink.
1: Um, wait. There's yeah, like a mint julep type type thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, Absolutely. What what is that uh what is that that thing that people drink in in Chicago that everyone hates? Oh.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Can't think of the name though. But yes, yes that
1: sort of thing. <laughs> That's just like <laughs> super liquorishy, and you're just like, "Oh my god, what is this?" <laughs> yeah, the paint the drink that you you're like, "Why am I drinking this?" But I'm drinking okay, good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome man so okay just uh one more question for you man before we let you go so we all have scars that we've accumulated on our bodies pick a scar on your body show us if you can but at least tell us the story of how you got the scar all right um i don't know
2: if you can see it like uh, over my this is the left left eye yeah there's like a a fairly large scar and it, it seems really gnarly and cool. Mm-hmm. But what happened is um my brother and I this was when I was like a wee little boy yeah went uh, mini golfing and he was the big brother and I wanted to be close to him cuz I aspired to be him sure. and um he didn't even swing like it was getting ready to swing mm-hmm. like and he just kind of tapped me on my skull and I just oosh gushed and oozed
1: ah. blood <laughs> that's how that happened that's my scar the brutal mini golf yeah
2: <laughs> it's like the the most Pathetic way of getting a scarf, mini golf.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Good times. Well, dude, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, man. What time is it where you're at? Uh, It's uh, 4.19. Take a minute and smoke a doobie. Um, Exactly. (laughs) it's uh it's 7 a.m here man you woke me up with with a, a good chat it's been awesome chatting with you um and uh the new the new album is available now self-titled record by zealand Arter. Uh, i've been talking with manuel from the band is there any uh anything you'd like to to end with any any final words for the northwest here up in seattle
2: we hope to see you soon that's all i can say but you know
1: if there's something i'm not allowed to say that implies a lot so that's all i'd like to say Awesome, man. We'll hopefully see you then. Hopefully see you then. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Manuel. Have
0: a good one. You too, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.